Hello, stackers, and happy Monday. It is another Monday where we weren't able to meet in time to record an actual play episode for today, so I hope you'll forgive us if you're following us in real release time. Life and work can be challenging to work around sometimes, but we'll continue to press on as we can. As always, my goal is to keep us on track for weekly release of some content, so I'm afraid you're stuck with me for the next few minutes. I'd like to try to remember to mention our contact info both at the beginning and the end of each episode. It doesn't always happen. If you're interested in keeping up with announcements, information, and the occasional random thought about the Stack of Dice podcast, please do follow us on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice, or you can sling us an email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. If you've been playing with the idea of leaving us a review, now would be a great time to do it. It doesn't take long, and it helps us out and boosts our signal so more folks can get in on this story that we are having fun telling together. If you've already left us a review, you've made our day. We like to read reviews that come our way, so if you've sent one, you might just hear it at the outset of one of our actual play episodes. For this Creation Corner episode, I thought I'd share a fun and easy technique for creating countries for your homebrewed world. As is usual with me, I'd like to start with a quick disclaimer. There are many many ways to go about this process, and undoubtedly there are better ways to approach it. Certainly if you have a neat method that has worked for you in creating countries for your world, please do share it with us on Twitter or Instagram or by email, and we can revisit this topic in a future show to share your insights. Now, in the past, we shared a country-based Creation Corner episode where Thane and I bounced ideas off of each other. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, that we were trying to flesh out Rindis in that one one of our northern countries. That was definitely fun and useful, but I'm not going to revisit that process today. Instead, what I'm sharing is a great way to get started with country design to kind of set the edges of the canvas, and very well, it could be paired with the back-and-forth technique we used in that Rindus episode to really bring it all to life. So are you ready? I know I am, so let's go. When it comes to academic research, we have our go-to sources. Libraries, places on the internet we go to start a line of inquiry. As is often the case, we are warned away from other places, and the top one we're most often guided away from is... Wikipedia. Why is that? Well, it is an open wiki that is freely editable, and it's easy for opinion, bias, ignorance, misinformation, and disinformation to creep in, and it can be difficult to know when you see it. Outside the editors who might take jealous possession of a page and monitor developments, there is no governing body that vets the information, so it makes sense to treat this giant crowdsourced project with care. At this point, I think stackers who are fans of The Office have already tuned out and can hear Michael Scott's memorable quote ringing in their ears, Wikipedia is the best thing ever. Anyone in the world can write anything they want about any subject so you know you're getting the best possible information. As a side note, I am personally a fan of Wikipedia. I think it makes a great starting point, and in conjunction with authoritative sources, can serve as a springboard to wider study. I think there's a fair amount of rigor applied to many of the articles you'll come across, and some folks really do pour themselves into the work. Still, I do try to exercise caution, and I have to admit, I often feel a guilty twinge when I start my research with a Wikipedia article. So... What I'd like to do today is ask that you put aside that twinge, because that's exactly where we're going, Wikipedia. Then and I did use this technique as we put together some of the countries in Edelin when preparing to start the Stack of Dice show, and in fact, we did a fair amount of work as we were putting together the initial articles in our wiki 
uh, to use Wikipedia as a source for some of the subject areas that we put into each country. It made things easier for us and gave us a great starting point. I hope you'll find it equally helpful as you plan your own fantasy places. So here we go. This time I'm going to focus on another northern country. This time we're going to go to the far northwest to a long peninsula called Trand. In our starting deliberations, Thane and I thought it might make for some fun color to pattern it loosely after Russia. So we have a country that is about split half and half, with more temperate climate to the south and harsher, colder terrain to the north. I will link to our wiki page on Trand in the show notes so you can have the map pulled up as we go through this if you want. Now, Russia obviously occupies a gigantic amount of Europe and Asia in our world, so it's perhaps a bit too expansive for us to use as a model for Trand, but I think Finland might make for a better size comparison, and so we're going to pull up the Wikipedia entry for Finland over the next few minutes, and we're going to use that as a basis for the rather unstructured work that will come next. In this particular episode, I'm only going to use our fantasy country of Trand as a starting point to get us to a related wiki article and deal with things we discover in that article at a high level. I do hope in future related Creation Corner episodes to go more in-depth and let you in on the process of discovering new facets of the country as we get more detailed and actually flesh it out. But that's going to be for a later time. So, grab your parkas and settle in, and let's see how this page for Finland guides us. On most major Wikipedia pages, there's the main content area, And as I pull up the Finland page here, I see a lot of text that gives some background about the country itself, names in different languages, and so forth. But really the greatest starting point, there are two main things that I like to look at when I get to a page like this, especially as I'm using it to create a fantasy country. That is the inset information box to the right, and this one starts with Republic of Finland. And then scrolling down a little bit, There's a contents section that gives major categories, and then within those major categories, subcategories that help break out things. And these make for great bullet points for planning how you want to approach your country. So starting off by looking to the right, to the inset information box, again, the title is Republic of Finland. There's a flag and a coat of arms given there at the top, and that's a great starting point. What do you want your country's flag to look like? Does it have a coat of arms? What is on it? Those can really set the tone for a fantasy country right off the bat. There's an anthem with a recording of the anthem. There's a map inset that gives you the location of Finland in relation to the rest of Europe. It gives the capital, official languages, ethnic groups, religion, demonyms, that is the names that the people give themselves. What do you call a person from Finland? Oh, it's a Finn or they speak Finnish. What kind of government does it have? What sort of legislature? Independence, uh, you know, what's their status? Are they uh, a sovereign nation, or are they beholden to another nation? Is that, does another nation have control over them? How much area does it take up? The population, gross domestic product, and other things like that. that what kind of currency do they have? What side of the road do they drive on? That might be an interesting aspect of a fantasy country is what side do the carts roll on? And so this information box is very helpful because it throws a bunch of little thoughts at us that maybe we hadn't considered putting into our country, but it's fairly easy stuff to take into account. And once you do, it adds immediate credibility to the country that you've created. But let's also go to the table of contents. If you scroll down a bit on this finished page, you'll see that there are 
I'm going to say seven distinct sections that are of interest to us. The first is etymology. And by etymology, it means here's the name of the country, but how did it get that name? Where did the word come from? Where did Finland come from? And so I would expect this section to guide us through where the name Finland came from, why are the people called Finns? And then with that, you're starting to develop some of the history. I am an aspiring linguist, although I don't have any formal education, and I've come to the conclusion that you cannot be a linguist without at least having some interest, if not a love, for history. And so our words, as they come to us, have histories to themselves. And it would be really neat to tie into your country some of the history of how they got that name. So consider that as part of your country. Then there's history. And for Finland, the history section is broken into prehistory, things that happened before history was really recorded. But we can, through archaeology and other such sciences, come to an understanding of what life was like in this area before people were writing things down. Then there's the Swedish era and the Russian Empire era. Without knowing anything about the history of Finland, let you know immediately that there were other countries in the area that once had an influence over this particular area. And so without necessarily knowing anything about Finnish history, you know that at some point Sweden exerted a strong influence on this area. Russia exerted a strong influence on Finland. And so as the creator of your fantasy country, you get to start thinking about, did the neighbors have anything to say about the development of this place? What can I do to start working in relationships between this country and its neighbors? Is there bad blood between them? Are they kindred? Are they strong allies? You know, there are all sorts of things you can work in to this in order to make your country and your world, by extension, a much richer place. And then make sure that as you're developing these neighboring countries and their history, that you work in this relationship between them. So by building uh, on the location and the neighbors and the relationships and such, you start to build a richer feel to the fabric of your world. So consider that. Uh, also in the history section, Civil War and Early Independence, and then World War II and after. And again, you know, you can probably strongly suspect that as nations around Finland, around our fantasy country, exert influence and then pull back, there are going to be inevitably some who miss that and some who are glad to see it gone, and that's going to lead to strife. So there's going to be civil war. There's going to be tensions between different mindsets of the people still living in our fantasy country. Early independence, what kind of things went into establishing independence? What did it take for the country to learn to stand on its own? These are some neat things to think about. And again, just by drawing very high-level inspiration from what we were reading in this wiki article, you can really start to get some in-depth thoughts and concepts going on in your fantasy one. After the history section comes geography. And in geography, we see biodiversity, climate, regions, and administrative divisions. These are great things to think about. Do certain types of animals and plants live only in certain parts of your country? As the elevation goes up, you can expect that certain plants and animals just won't go any higher. As temperatures get warmer, you can expect that things are going to change also. And so you start to look at where groupings happen. And that's where the biodiversity comes in. Also, what is the range 
of biodiversity in your country. Trand is a great example because like I said at the beginning, it is partially temperate and partially tundra, very cold up in the northern sections. And so you have to start wondering, okay, where what causes the line of demarcation? And how does that change who lives where? Great things to think about as we're building this fantasy country. Climate. You know, maybe there's this large uh, cliff range that basically cuts Trand in half. And the upper part of that cliff is the colder section of the country. And so our climate there is going to be quite a bit colder than the lowlands and the less mountainous but more hilly areas to the south. And maybe those open out onto plains further south and closer to the border with Dunmoriga. Regions. Are there certain regions of the country? And these can be regions that are naturally occurring, you know, like a desert or a forest or something. Or they can be regions that are created by the people that populate your country. And that leads into the administrative divisions section of this wiki article. How is the country divided for administrative purposes? And then that leads naturally into the question of government. Somebody's dividing up this country into parcels. Who's doing that? And why is it divided the way it is? Well, the government may have reasons due to taxation, due to economics, due to ethnological purposes. You know, they're trying to keep groups of certain types of people together or separated from each other, whatever the case may be. So there are interesting things that you can do to start to guide your thinking as you plan your country. The next major section is politics. And Finland has a constitution, it has a president, it has a parliament. And so this section of the wiki is devoted to explaining how the government works. And I don't know, I think in the Dungeon Master's Guide there are some high-level considerations about different types of government. But it'd be interesting to see if maybe on the Dungeon Master's Guild or some other comparable site, if somebody has come up with a, a Dungeon Master's Handbook, a World Creator's Handbook, for establishing different types of governments within countries. I'll have to check that out. If you know of something, please do share it with us. This section also includes the military. What structure does the military have? If we look at historical examples here in our world, we have standing armies. China had huge armies. Old England, as in around 1066, had a feared and the feared was mainly farm laborers, uh, country people who lived and served under their leaders, their local leaders. But when danger pressed, they were called into service and formed a, a kind of a makeshift army. So there was no standing army, and it was only called up as needed and then released back once the danger was passed. So what kind of military does your country have? Obviously, the Romans were known for their military efficiency. Take a look at the progress of the legions. You get to the Marian reforms, and you begin to see that even for an empire that had a reputation for being strong militarily, the type of military changed over the centuries. Next comes economy. Where do the people in your fantasy country get their energy from? How do they transport goods to and from market? What kind of industries are involved in your country. Is tourism a big thing? So all sorts of things you can begin to work in. Do people come to visit a shrine in this fantasy country? Why do people come to visit? Is it because business is great? Is it because maybe there are trade relations that require 
people to come and trade a certain amount each year. Who knows? Maybe your fantasy country is the lead part of a vassal state arrangement, and the subject state needs to deliver a certain amount of goods each year. There's all sorts of things you could work in. And again, this all ties together and works together and kind of forms a really neat web of intricate design. Demographics is the sixth section. This includes language. What languages are spoken in the country? Are they broken out into regions also? Are there small dialects that form unique ethnic groupings? The largest cities. This one is typically, I think, where most world creators go first. I'm going to draw this little patch of land. I'm going to throw some dots on it. And those are the major cities. But then begin thinking about the placement of these cities. Are they grouped too close together? Consider the map of the place where you live. How are large cities scattered? What is considered a large city? And then try and figure out, does the grouping that I have of large cities in my fantasy country make sense? Religion. What do people worship? Where did that religion come from? These can be interesting things to tie in. Health. Are people generally healthy in this country? Again, does it depend on where the people live? Maybe those who live nearer to swamps have a higher mortality rate, or those who live further north in the dark and cold, maybe they find it more difficult, as opposed to those who live in warmer, sunnier climates where the weather is a little more even-keeled. Maybe it's easier to stay healthy and live longer. Education and science. How are people trained? What do they learn? What are the schools like? Are they well-regarded? Do people come from other countries just to study in these universities? How about the science? How are people developing, growing? Has somebody come up with a new invention that might shake up the world? All sorts of things you can consider. The seventh and final major section that I want to consider is culture. For Finland, the very first one is sauna, because sauna is a huge part of Finnish life. Are there certain activities that are unique to this country, or even to a small part of this country. Literature, what great works of art, uh, writing, painting, drawing, whatever, have come from this country. Music, same thing. There are some that may be a little more geared toward a modern setting, and these include cinema and television, media and communications, but that still does leave us wondering, how could we incorporate these things into a fantasy country? Performance, plays, are there great plays or play actors or playwrights who have come up with new, entertaining, uh, world-changing ideas that are presented through the medium of plays? Is there a Shakespeare that has come out of this country? How do people communicate? Uh, I'm reading through Edward Gibbon's The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire right now, and I just finished a section early on in Volume 1 talking about how the Roman Empire had uh, an early form of the Pony Express, where people were able to cover a hundred miles a day on horseback thanks to the good roads and strong horses and even distribution of remount locations along those roads. And he's talking about how one Roman official was able to cover nearly 200 miles in under two days to get a message from one place to another. Maybe you have something like that in this fantasy country that you're creating. Cuisine. What do people eat? What do they drink? Again, this is subject to great variation. Uh, here in the U.S., we have 
huge differences in types of food and common food based on area. And it doesn't take long for you to get to another area where different kinds of foods are more of a big thing. So think small in this. Think very detailed. And don't be afraid to introduce new kinds of foods or drink or whatever. And be creative. Let this be a fun part of your planning process. Public holidays is a good one because people celebrate different things. Uh, we were talking recently about how Thanksgiving is not a thing in England, and yet it is in the United States. What celebrations does your country have here in this world that aren't available elsewhere? Think about including that sort of thing in your fantasy country. And then sports. What kinds of things do people do for fun? Do they get out and hit a ball with a stick? Do they play a sport that we've never seen before? So these are all easy things to do, and we're just going through something that's already been created, and it's prompting all sorts of thoughts and things that we may not have thought about before. And so what I really wanted to do is just kind of go through this and show how you can use an existing body of work that has already been done. You're not really using the details from it, you're just using the ideas now, one of the greatest things I think about D&D, especially for a world creator, is you can get as in-depth with this as you want. Personally, I don't know a lot about geology. And yet, as I'm looking through the geography section, section three of this wiki article, and I begin to realize, you know, I don't know what sorts of rock typically go into mountains, or I don't know how things are formed or where different types of rock fall within the various sedimentary layers and so forth, I can go as in-depth with that as I want, start studying elsewhere and start looking for ways to really improve that knowledge so that I begin to have more of an idea of how a world comes together. And at the same time, as a fantasy world creator, don't feel like you have to be tied to the way things are here. Feel free to riff, feel free to make up, Feel free to come up with your completely different stuff altogether. And that's the great thing about building your own world. You're not tied to anything. I will say that having occasional touch points that bring things back to things we understand is helpful. And that's part of the reason that Thane and I, in beginning to plan the countries of our continent, try to tie each one to a, a loose ethnic background so that there was some sense of commonality. Oh, okay, that's that country. It's got this kind of feel to it. And we did that because it was going to make it easier for us to explain things, to describe things, and to have the players hold on to memories of that place. So it's good to have little touch points, but don't feel like you have to be completely tied. Uh, and that's, again, where the fun of creation comes in. You can make up stuff and really run with it. And so, like I said, I just wanted to take a few minutes to go through this concept of using Wikipedia pages to help with planning a place. And you can go as high or as low as you want with this. You can go with world level. You can go down to town level. If you look up certain large cities or even small cities, you're going to find something somewhat similar. You're going to get historical information. You're going to get architecture. You're going to get famous landmarks, types of language, types of foods that are served there, all that great stuff. And you can use Wikipedia articles as a foundation or a starting point to kind of set the boundaries of a place. And then once you have the vague notion, then you can really start to fill in the details. And I think you'll find that it really helps to add a lot of richness to what you're creating while also taking some of the initial work out. 
And as, like I said at the beginning, even down to the detail of what side of the road do people drive on, that can be a minor detail, but it can be so much fun to play with. As I said at the beginning, expect that the next however many Creation Corner episodes will go into greater detail. I may take a section at a time, or if we're really feeling it, multiple episodes per section, and start to breathe some life into this corner of our world. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining me in this Creation Corner episode. I hope you got something out of it and that you've enjoyed this process. Again, if you got something from it or if you have another way to go about this, please do share it with us on Twitter and Instagram at stackadice or by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. I always get excited once I get into creation work. It is a lot of fun and it's really one of the most rewarding activities around. We do hope you'll join us again next week as we continue our actual play episodes. Hope you have a great week. If you're in the Mid-Atlantic area, we hope you survive the snowstorm that's headed our way. We're excited about it, but we're going to do what we can to stay hunkered down. And we hope you will join us again here next time at Stack of Dice.